Hey everybody, this is Joe Turner, host of the City Manager Unfiltered Podcast, and this episode contains extremely coarse language, lots of vulgarity, and content that you would not want your children to listen to or to be heard in the workplace on a loudspeaker. So listener discretion is advised on this episode. Thank you very much. All right, all right, all right. I'm Joe Turner, and this is the City Manager Unfiltered Podcast, a podcast for city managers and other public sector executives. I'm very proud to say that this is the most influential local government podcast in America. And thank you for joining me today on this episode. You know, we're going to talk about public comment periods, uh, the First Amendment, cursing, whether or not you can remove individuals from uh, public comment periods, and so forth and so on, because these meetings across the country are getting a little wild, especially in Texas. And we're going to focus specifically this uh, show on Arantes Pass, Texas. Yeah, we're going to dive into it because we had some crazy stuff going on uh, last week. And uh, I want to explore it a little bit more and uh, I want to get your thoughts on it. And this is going to be a precursor to a follow-up episode where I'm going to bring on an attorney who has a very strong opinion about what can and can't be said by the public during public comment periods and what the cities and police departments can and can't do with respect to booting individuals out of public comments. You know, when I did my end of the year roundup on my LinkedIn content, the most popular post of the year for me by far was uh, the Clean Texas public comment post. And uh, over there, you got Kent Cagle, who's the city manager there. They've had uh, individuals getting thrown out of meetings. They've had really disrespectful public comment periods where individuals are holding up dollar bills uh, to insult the, the female mayor. Uh, pretty disgusting, honestly, when you think about it. Uh, they've had a former council member show up and speak at public comments uh, carrying an AR, uh, AR-15 and a shotgun uh, strapped to his back. Um, just very tense environment over there. And uh, so you got that going on in Texas, in San Bernardino, California, and other places throughout the country. You have people bombing the Zoom meetings, and they're going on, and they're hurling racial epithets, the N-word, just lots of vulgarities and so forth and so on during public comments. And I think this is an issue that really needs to be discussed in more detail. Uh, so we're going we're gonna to dive in that a little bit here in this episode, and then we're going to follow up in a more detail with an attorney in a subsequent episode. Uh, but in this episode, I'm going to play some of the sound clips from the Arancis Pass meeting, and uh, we'll go from there, okay? Before we dive into those issues, I'd like to do a little housekeeping. Uh, first and foremost, I want to continue to thank those who have been so gracious with the donations to the Buy Me a Coffee account for the City Manager Unfiltered podcast uh, link. So if you are interested in supporting the show and donating to the program, please go to buymeacoffee.com slash citymanagerunfiltered. I've received uh, quite a few donations from supporters. Very gracious. Uh, I've almost covered my cost uh, for the year, um, as far as the preceding year. And I'm very thankful for your support. So if you're uh, interested in supporting the show, uh, please go to buymeacoffee.com slash unfiltered and make a donation or a membership commitment today. Also, I want to talk to you about my YouTube video channel. Um, if you go to youtube.com slash at symbol unfiltered, you'll see the new YouTube channel that I've started for City Manager Unfiltered. I have four videos up there as of this moment. I'd like to point out that the second video I put up, within a week of putting that video up, it had more views than any other video put up by the ICMA in the last four years. Think about that. My second video with nary a subscriber, I think I had like three subscribers at the time. I put up this video and within a week, I had more views of that video, over a thousand, 
than any video published by the ICMA for the last four years. Uh, that's pretty incredible when you think about the ICMA has, uh, I think, a couple thousand subscribers to their YouTube channel. They have you know sixty thousand subscribers to their LinkedIn page. Hundred million dollar, or sorry, hundred employees, a thirty million dollar budget, six hundred thousand dollar CEO, and somehow my second video of all time on the YouTube channel with no subscribers was able to get more views than any video they put out in the last four years. I, I just think that's remarkable. So thank you guys for your support on that. If you like what I'm doing, please go to the YouTube channel and hit that subscribe button, that follow button, so you can be updated whenever uh, whenever I release a new video. One more thing I'd like to put out there is I would really appreciate it if you have not left a rating and review on Apple to please do so today. I would appreciate your support. I'm up at 164 ratings and reviews, which is just absolutely blows my mind. I'd like to get to 200 by the one year anniversary mark. You know, I launched this podcast back on June 14, 2023. So we are about seven months in now and I already have 164 reviews. It just blows my mind. I never in a million years thought I would get that kind of support from y'all, but I'd love to get to that 200 barrier. So if you have not left a rating and review, please uh, leave one today uh, from your Apple device. And if you left an Apple review already and you got a, a wife or kid or a spouse who has an Apple phone, uh, jump on their phone and leave a rating and review too to help me get to that 200 number, all right? So uh, thank you all for your support. It means a lot to me. Uh, it just blows me away that I've been able to get that kind of feedback from you all. So thank you. And then before we get into the episode uh, stay tuned because at the end of the discussion about the uh, public comments and the First Amendment, I want to go into a little bit of a pet peeve of mine when it comes to how city managers are using their LinkedIn pages. I have some thoughts on LinkedIn do's and don'ts, but I just want to focus on one particular pet peeve that I see a lot of city managers doing when it comes to how they use their LinkedIn page. Okay, So after uh, we talk about the public comments and we listen to um, the clips from the meeting from Marantz's Pass, uh, I'm going to give you some thoughts on LinkedIn and my pet peeve, so stay tuned for that. Now, let's get into Aransas Pass. So back on January 16, 2024, Aransas Pass had this wild meeting, okay? So you had the mayor, he, he basically opens up the public comment period. He reads off a one-minute sort of opening about what the decorum is, what the expectations are, and then the very first speaker gets up and starts calling the, the city manager and the police chief a piece of shit and cussing and gets booted, okay? And then immediately after that individual gets booted, the attorney for that individual steps up to the podium and starts uh, addressing the council. And then that person, that attorney goes off the rails and really starts uh, uh, getting into it and laying into the council as well as using multiple, multiple vulgarities uh, during his public comment period talking about how you cannot censor individuals based off the content of what they say at the public comment period. So in this first clip, we're going to listen to the mayor of Arances Pass, okay? Arances, the mayor of Arances Pass is going to lay out his expectations. Uh, it seems clear to me that they've had some issues before this meeting. Otherwise, why would this be bred? This is not a typical statement that gets read at a, a council meeting. So it leads me to believe that there's been some uh, a history of some issues in the public comment period, Okay. So let's take a listen real quick to the mayor who opens up the public comment period with the following uh, warnings and advisements when it comes to uh, public comment. Okay, now we're going to go to citizen comments. <clears throat> but I'm going to say this first as the first warning. During council meetings, members of the public should not engage in shouting, unruly behavior, defamation, personal affronts, profanity, or threats of any kind. 
comments from the audience shall be addressed to the mayor and council. Citizens who violate these rules will be asked to cease the violation, and if the violation continues, you will ask to leave the meeting. So now we're going to go <clears throat> to citizen comments or intended for matters that are not scheduled on the agenda, not scheduled on the agenda, please limit your comments to three minutes and state your name and address for the record. Be advised that the Texas Open Meeting Act prohibits the city council from responding and discussing your comments. The law authorizes the following. Make a statement of factual information, recite existing policy, advice that this subject may be placed on the agenda for a subsequent meeting. So there you have the mayor saying uh, you can't engage in any profanity, right? And I don't think you can legislate that. I don't think you can say, hey, you cannot curse during public comments. Now, I understand that a lot of folks don't like cursing and think it's unprofessional. It's uh, unsavory. I get all that. But I don't, at least it's always been my understanding that you can cuss if you want during public comment period. As much as we might not like it, as much as we might find it offensive, as much as we might find it disruptive, I don't think that you can ban individuals from cussing at public meetings like this. Um, so <laughs> what's interesting is that the speaker who comes up immediately right after this, right, he's going to come up and speak. And one of the first things out of his mouth is going to be a curse word. And he's going to say a couple more curse words. And uh, then he subsequently, subsequently gets booted. One thing I wanted to point out before we get into this uh, follow-up clip, you know, the uh, mayor reads off, uh, and I don't know how it works in Texas, but it says basically Texas state law prohibits uh, council members from engaging in a back and forth during public comment period. And I just think that's such a good rule. I see so many, especially in the smaller counts, smaller towns, smaller counties, you'll see uh, individuals on the council, the governing body, they mean well, they want to do well, they want to be responsive to the constituents who come up and speak during public comment. But I think as a matter of best practice, it is best to just let individuals get their three minutes, their five minutes, whatever the requirement is in your community, let them speak and do not engage them during the meeting. Because what happens is you get into a back and forth tit for tat sometimes, and it just, you know, it just fans the flames for those who are unhappy and disgruntled by the actions of the governing body. I just think it's much better to just let individuals speak, say their piece and then call up the next person, you know, you know, obviously professionally and politely. And then if you really want something, you know, if you really want to engage in some sort of back and forth with those individuals, do it outside of the council meeting, because I just see it happen all the time. It just evolves into bickering and shouting. And it's just not really a very fruitful or healthy exercise, in my opinion. Um, now, obviously, there are some times where it is beneficial, but I just feel like the negatives far outweigh the positives in this respect. And so I think it's best served by the governing bodies to just, yep, call up, let you have your three minutes, say thank you, call up the next person. But anyway, let's get into the uh, the clip here now where you have this individual who's going to come up, start cussing, and get booted from the meeting. Jason Followell, one of the only people in the room that tells you the truth. Uh, by the way, your citizens' comment stuff is bullshit. You can do everything you just said is not against the law. Uh, I can personally affront you, cuss at you, do whatever I want, and you have to listen to me because you work for me. You need to remember that, boy. All right. Chief Blanchard, you piece of shit. Chief Blanchard, 1247, you spent... Hey, no. Excuse me? Excuse I just me. Read, I just read you. The and first you're wrong. You're lying to I'm not going to put up... I'm not going to put up with any you. defamation of cover, character. That's not defamation. That's a fact. I, I don't care. You have I'm to not going to put up with no profanity or anything. 
You either act like an adult and speak right to everybody that's here, and you have the privilege to speak your mind for privilege. three minutes. You work to I'm me, saying, boy. You need to remember that. You. Go ahead. That's your Go warning. Ahead. Okay, I'm, I'm telling you. Now, rewind my clock while I finish my statement. Go ahead. Thank you, sir. Chief Blanchard, $1,247 fitted suit you stole from the company. From us. You work for us. On 9-10-23. Carrie Shrugs, you lied to the public. Carrie Shrugs on Facebook stated that these personally fitted suits was pre-approved by the council and manager of 2011. Jason Knight's dad was that man, man was that mayor then. Guess what he said, Carrie? Never approved that. Laugh at me all you want. Modifications to the policy manual took place almost 40 days after I complained about him. Y'all modified it. Why did y'all modify it? You know when it was modified before, Carrie? Not 2011. I do. 2019, 2014, 2004. You lied to the public. Even with the recent modifications, a Class A uniform is the highest uniform APBD has, and it is not a suit, you scumbag. Uniform Class A. Did you have a dress hat? No, you did not. Long sleeves. Did you, ha did you have that? Yes, you did. Tie, yes. Trousers, yes. Skirt, I mean, maybe. Mr. Mayor. Black belt. I'm talking. It's my turn to talk. Personal attack once again, Mayor. Peace. Will you? I don't give a crap what you say, you piece of shit. Okay, oh, now. There it is again. I can talk like Here that. It's the First Amendment right. You are violating right. the rules of the court. Chief Branson, you are what First Amendment right do I violate? Oh. No, I'm, a, he's I'm not. He's the Tell me. I'm not. What, what First Amendment right I'm did not. I violate? I'm not. You're either going to respect this place or you're going to be asked to walk out. Am I under duress of arrest? You're going to go to jail if you... I'm going to be arrested. Fine. Okay. So you have an individual who immediately starts uh, cussing and hurling, uh, you know, uh, insults at individuals who work for the city of Rancis Pass, namely the police chief in that instance. You also have the city manager who's the one that you can hear saying, there he goes again with another personal attack. And then what you don't see is uh, the police chief and multiple police officers walk up, surround the individual who's making those statements, and escort them out of the, the building. So was that fair or foul? I don't like what he was saying. Uh, I personally think a lot of what he said was offensive and, and you know not proper, and it just you know it's just unbecoming. But can you really boot somebody out of a council meeting simply because they call the police chief a piece of shit or a scumbag I don't think you can, guys. I don't think you can. And I think what's going on across the country is you got uh, citizens are getting much more hostile. The com you know, conversations or the comments during public comments are becoming much more uh, divisive, volatile, combative, um, disrespectful, to be, you know, to be honest. And people are frustrated. But just because you don't want to hear racial epithets or insults, I don't think you can boot people from the meeting. And I think you're running into issues and running into possible liability if you do that. So what's going to happen now is as this individual is getting escorted out of the meeting, his attorney, who's filming the entire thing, comes up to the podium and speaks next. And I don't know this attorney, although I've had subsequent conversations uh, with him uh, on LinkedIn uh, since I posted videos about this encounter on YouTube. But clearly this was a planned event, right? I'm not going to say it was staged, but it was definitely planned in the sense that I'm sure there was hostility in the past at previous council meetings, and there was a concerted effort or plan in place to say, hey, you go up there, speak however you want to speak, and if you get booted, I'm going to represent you in a lawsuit. And I think I think the city fell for a trap. Now, this lawyer, this attorney could be completely out in left field. Maybe he's uh, full of crap and doesn't know what he's talking about, but I'm assuming that he's Knows, was, knows what he's doing here, guys. And at the end of the day, 
I don't know. I think the city of Aransas Pass is going to be into some some trouble here. But what happens is this attorney gets up there. He starts speaking rather professionally and calmly. And then he proceeds to drop F-bomb after F-bomb, drops a C-bomb in there. Uh, as I said in the very beginning of this episode, there's lots of vulgarity and cussing in it. This is listen, listener discretion is advised. If you're listening to this episode now in front of children at work, please turn it off or turn it down or wherever you're at, okay? Because it's going to get heated right now. This attorney is going to go on a tirade, and he's going to drop, oh, my, he just, well, it's, he, it gets heated. It gets heated, and it gets nasty, okay? So take a listen to this and tell me what you think about this attorney who goes on this rant. Mr. Mayor, City Council, my name is CJ Grisham. I'm a civil rights attorney here in Texas. And uh, what I just witnessed was a violation of Mr. Followell's rights. Uh, let me read something to you. Arresting someone in retaliation for the exercise of free speech rights is sufficient to chill speech as an understatement. This is Beck v. City of Upland. Uh, arguing, even if done loudly, with a profane or offensive language will, language will not in and of itself constitute disorderly conduct. That's Payne v. Polly. Swear words do not provide probable cause for an arrest for disorderly conduct because the words as a matter of law are not fighting words. Johnson v. Campbell. I could go on, Mr. Mayor. Your rules of decorum are unconstitutional and they're setting the city up, you individually, you individually for liability. Now, you will be seeing a letter from me, a demand letter for violating my client's rights just now because he has the right to say fuck, shit, damn, bitch, cunt, whatever. Oh. He has the right to say all of those words Lord, because it is a First Amendment right. You can't do anything about it. Let me tell you something. The law has long established that arresting an individual for publicly displaying vulgarities violates the First Amendment. That's the Cohen case, 1969. Indeed, the Supreme Court recently held that a public school violated the free speech rights of a cheerleader by suspending her when she said things like, fuck school, fuck softball, fuck cheer, fuck everything. Then there was another, that's a Mahoy, Mahoney Area School District, VBL. Uh, there's also Eaches v. Steelman saying that a police officer was not entitled to qualified immunity for arresting a plaintiff who said, fuck you. Did you hear that? Here we go. No qualified immunity. So I can say fuck throughout my entire three minutes. I can say fuck again, and I can say fuck again, and there's nothing you can do about it because it's called expressive speech. We are allowed to express ourselves. We are allowed to fucking talk about what we think about you. If I think you, Mr. Mayor, are a tyrant, I can say that. If I think the city manager is a piece of shit, I can okay, say that. It's I'm protected. Not, okay. This is the case I'm, law. I'm I don't give a shit anymore. what you, you think. Be the law is right. You escort me out, I'll sue you as well, Mr. Mayor. You do whatever you want. This is the law no, right here. And if these no, chiefs come out here and pull me out of this meeting, you had better read this, chief, because he's telling you to break the law. Yeah. You can take him out. Now, where did that coward carry scrubs go? You go out. Where did the coward carry scrubs go? Take him out. Is my three minutes up? No. Is my, what am I gone for? What am I gone for? 
No, no. Uh, uh, he he pulls the PS4 with the law. Goodbye. You're gonna go to jail for disrespect. Oh, you're gonna arrest me? Oh, you're gonna arrest me? Okay, so under the threat of arrest, you just violate. All right. Oh, he's a shit. So what do you guys make of C.J. Grisham, the civil rights uh, constitutional law attorney who got there to speak after his client was booted from the meeting? He goes on to, he's adamant. He, you know, cites various court cases saying that, hey, you cannot throw out individual citizens from public comments and city council meetings simply because they curse. I don't really know where the line is now between uh, what you can and can't do with respect to maintaining order for city council meetings. Uh, I've always had a pretty laissez-faire uh, belief when it comes to public comment period and citizen comments and so forth and so on. And I think I do think a lot of local governments uh, probably cross the line with respect to free speech rights violations and so forth and so on. But can you really get up there and drop the N-word and not be booted from a meeting? I mean, can you just say anything you want? I mean, where where does that line get drawn? And I'd love to have that uh, discussion in more detail with this, with this attorney. Uh, as such, I reached out to him via LinkedIn, uh, Mr. Grisham, and asked if he'd like to come on the podcast to discuss these issues and more. He said that he would. So we're going to schedule an interview here in the upcoming uh, near future. If you have some specific questions, I, ha I know I have a lot of city managers who listen to the podcast. I also have a growing audience of local elected officials, city council members, uh, county commissioners, so forth and so on. If you have some specific questions and you would like me to ask your question on the podcast, there's two things you can do. You can either message me directly with your question and I'll, and I'll fit that in or even better. I'd like you to go to speakpipe.com slash CMU. That's speakpipe.com slash CMU. And I'd like you to leave a voice recording message with a question for CJ Grisham and for the podcast and I'll play it on the air. So if you want to ask a specific question about what is allowed and not allowed during public comment periods, please leave a voice message for me on the recording. Again, speakpipe.com slash CMU. I'll link to it in the show notes and I will play your question on the air for CJ Grisham and get his answer for you. Okay. So I'm really intrigued to see where this goes. I think Arantis Pass may have stepped in it guys. Uh, I really do because I think this was a planned effort on the part of the resident and this attorney. And I'm pretty sure this attorney knows what he's doing. I don't think he's going to go. I mean, there's some serious consequences when you're a city attorney and you misrepresent yourself or you behave poorly and so forth and so on. I don't think he's just going there to make a spectacle of himself. I think he went there to make a point. And I think he's on a, it sounds to me like he's on a war path to make a point across Texas. You know, he kind of reminds me, and this is going to be more of a negative, I guess. And I, I don't mean it that way because I'm a big fan of uh, free speech and free speech rights, but it kind of reminds me of the attorneys in California I don't know if they're still doing it. I assume they they were, but you'd have these attorneys going around in California a decade plus ago who would, you know, nitpick on all these small business owners and their ADA compliance and basically sue them in court. And there were basically shakedown attempts, you know, to try to get, you know, a five figure settlement or whatnot from these small businesses who are just trying to stay, stay alive. But because they, you know, failed to meet some ADA compliance requirement when it comes to a bathroom or a, a door entry or whatnot, they get shaken down by these attorneys who are looking for a cheap payday. And it seems to me that this attorney is going around trying to set up some free speech cases to make some uh, easy payday. So uh, we're going to talk about that more in the uh, upcoming podcast interview. So if you have some questions, again, please go to speakpipe.com slash CMU, ask a question. I'll play it on the air and we'll see if we can get some more uh, insight into this very important issue because Public comments are getting more and more divisive. They're getting more combative, volatile, so forth and so on. Residents are angrier than ever. Meetings are getting just 
they're just becoming sort of a war zone. And I, I, I'm obviously I'm exaggerating a little bit, um, but it is a it's a trip. What's going on right now in our local government uh, when it comes to public discourse? And I think this issue is going to get more and more attention as time moves on. And I think we need to have a, a, a serious discussion about individuals' First Amendment rights and what that means when it comes to local government meetings. So stay tuned for that future episode. Now, before we get uh, before we wrap the show up, I want to go on a LinkedIn pet peeve I have. I see a lot of city managers misusing LinkedIn, and they're treating LinkedIn like it's their city's Facebook page. Your LinkedIn page does not belong to your city, okay? Your LinkedIn page belongs to you. It is your asset, your real estate, your platform to build your profile, not your community's profile, not to uh, help your city with issues like recruiting for jobs and so forth and so on with some caveats, right? I don't have an issue with a city manager announcing that they have an assistant city manager vacancy uh, in their organization. That's perfectly fine. But it does not make any sense for a city manager to trumpet low-level job announcements for their city, in my opinion. You know, when you are on LinkedIn, think about who you're connected to, what your audience is expecting. Does your audience really care about a street improvement project that's going on in your community? Do they really care that you're looking for a janitor or whatnot in your community? I, I don't think they do. What they care about is is what is relevant to them, okay? And I think too often people are using LinkedIn incorrectly. LinkedIn needs to be a place where you, if you want to talk about your community, talk about it in a way in which you are bragging or showcasing something you have accomplished or achieved in your community to elevate your profile as a city manager. There's nothing wrong with bragging about yourself. There's nothing wrong with trumpeting your successes. But at the end of the day, I got a lot of city managers in my feed who are treating their city's news as if it should be on their LinkedIn feed, and it shouldn't. How many of your residents are on LinkedIn looking at your content? Not a lot. Well, who's going to be looking at your content are your peers, other people in your network. So you should be putting out content that's relevant to them so they want to engage with your content, engage with you, and increase those or, or uh, build stronger relationship with you by virtue of the content that you're producing. That's how I look at LinkedIn, and I feel like a lot of city managers are doing it wrong. You throw in the fact that you have a case with uh, Port Huron City Manager James Freed going to the Supreme Court with respect to uh, using his Facebook page, his private Facebook page, and he was banning a, a resident from commenting on it, whether or not your personal private space should be open to public comment by strangers or whatnot. You're encouraging or promoting this argument that your social media pages should be subject to anybody and anyone who wants to comment on it when you are trumpeting out your community's news. So in my opinion, I think most city managers should be completely refrained from posting about stuff that's going on in their city because one, it opens them up to more scrutiny as a result of this whole Supreme Court case. We're going to see how this thing shakes out. And two, your audience that you're connected to doesn't care about what's going on in your community for the most part. I'm not trying to be rude. I'm just trying to be trying to be realistic here, right? Nobody cares with, with some, you know, there's some anomalies here. There's some exceptions to the rule. Okay. Like again, but no one cares about what is going on in your community unless it's relevant to them in some shape, form or fashion. Okay. So if you've found something to do that's innovative, creative or whatnot, saving money, sure. Talk about that. Okay. But again, no one really cares about a waterline replacement project or a street paving project 
or whatever it is that you're putting on LinkedIn about your city. You need to put stuff on your LinkedIn that has to do with you and building your brand and building your message and connecting with your audience and helping you get the most out of LinkedIn and helping others get more out of LinkedIn by providing useful content to them. So please stop using LinkedIn to showcase your city's news, okay? If you wanna showcase your city's news on LinkedIn, have your city get its own LinkedIn page and start posting its stuff there. Because at the end of the day, most people don't care. If you want people to be engaging with your content, following you, so forth and so on, start posting content that's relevant to them. One final point about building your audience and increasing your number of followers on LinkedIn or any social media platform for that matter. People follow you not because of the posts you just made, right? When someone reads a post and, they, and then they decide to follow you, they're not following you because of that post. They're following you because they expect to get more posts and content that is similar to what you just posted. So if you are not being consistent with your messaging type and the content that you're producing for your followers, you're going to have a tough time growing because not only does your audience not know exactly what you're talking about, but the algorithms by the social media platforms aren't sure who to send your way, right? So if you're posting about a baseball game today and then you're posting about, uh, you know, presidential politics tomorrow and then you're posting about the financial markets the next day, no one really knows what you're truly focused on and what you're trying to communicate on your platform, okay? So the simplest easiest way to grow your platform on LinkedIn or any social media platform is consistent messaging, consistent content, okay? People follow you because they expect to get the same content on a regular basis. It doesn't have to be every single post, but they're following you because they expect to get similar content to what they've just read in the future, okay? And if you're jumping all over the place, people are gonna have a hard time following you. The algorithms are gonna have a hard time sending people your way. So think about that with respect to trying to grow your brand and your platform on social media. Consistent messaging. All right. So that's going to do it for this episode. I am Joe Turner, host of the City Manager Unfiltered Podcast, a podcast for city managers and other public sector executives. It is the most influential local government podcast in America. Please hit that subscribe and follow button today if you have not done so already. And please also leave a rating and help me get to that 200 rating and review mark on Apple. Thank you so much. Catch you next episode. Bye.